What's the morning? What's the morning? What is the morning? Maybe we'll find out in this podcast. Brought to you by Vision Live. So yeah, welcome to the What's 10 O'Clock pod. We are a podcast and this is the third episode and I'm getting in the swing of things. I've got my protein shake this time if you were listening to the last episode. Um, By the way, I have a little bit of a testimony to make about um, such episode. Basically... I hope that we can bring, um, you know, a good balance to this podcast. We could talk about serious things, but we can turn it on the flip side and bring round, you know, better feelings and you know, uplift the 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 audience. And you know, we can have good um, entertainment together because I enjoy doing this, and if I enjoy it. That means someone else out there must enjoy it too. Slowing down my voice a little bit. I'm I'm liking the the direction this is going actually. But yeah, for this podcast, I'm just gonna go off on a whim as usual, and I will be going into the topic of polymathy. Polymathy. You know, there's so many words that you know. Polymathy sounds like sounds like polygamy. Polymathy, polymath. So I'm a polymath. I'm a polymathy. No, I'm a polymath. Okay. Um, we'll start from the very beginning. What is a polymath? A polymath is a very very important piece of society. They are excellent thinkers, and they are problem solvers. To expand, everything you see right now, what we take for granted, we have an emotional connection to this, but we don't think past the surface level of it. So we're consumers. I'm trying my hardest to avoid this you know, this path in life. And I'm trying very hard to better myself and come out the other side with more knowledge. And hopefully I can use the core values of mine, which is like, you know, intuition, problem solving. Hopefully I can bring this one day to other people. And this is where polymethy comes in. We have the opportunity in life to do anything we want. And a lot of people try for one thing. They say, no, this is not for me. They do this until they find something which is relatively easy for them. And they say, this is for me. And then they limit themselves to what they find easy to them. But really, what we're going to learn the most, and we're going to develop, and we're going to get smarter, is if we step out into the deep end, and we do the hard things. Because these things link together, you know. If you do one hard thing, you're going to gain some insight. And another hard thing is going to get a little bit easier. Because you've already put in the work. You've put in the, the, the knowledge. And you will get smarter through practice and repetition. To the point where eventually you can comfortably say I am you know I'm all right in this but 
to to actually master a field, it takes a whole lot more. Um, to master a field entirely, you know, that's a lifetime. But what we're missing out here is that very few people, they go into life and they, you know, they choose what they think they're supposed to do. This is my purpose. That's what a lot of people will be saying about certain topics. And no, this isn't the the case whatsoever because anyone can choose anything to consume and to learn and to master eventually. And once you have the, the field of knowledge, you can bring your skills to a wider range of people because so many people choose not to do these things. They try to master a field which is going to take them a lifetime and they limit themselves. So basically what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to read, I'm trying to gain more insight because I've found over past nature, I've had a patience with things. If things didn't work straight away, I'd just let it roll, you know. It was almost like toxic positivity, almost. And I'd just sit there, and I'd do it. And for some people, they'd be like, what am I doing with my life? If this is not going to better my life, what am I doing here? Where's no, there's no point. But no, I'd sit at something and I'd work it out until I got an understanding in my brain of it. And once my brain understood it, and I got more adequate, and I was able to actually start doing things with it. And, you know, show people my newfound talent. Got to the point where people were like, oh, you're good at everything. Yeah, no, no, I'm not good at everything. I just have a, a desire for knowledge, a desire to sit down and to figure something out. Like if something doesn't make sense in my brain, I say, this isn't possible. There has to be some logical reasoning behind it so, that so my brain can understand it. And if there's anything which has confused me the most, it's actually mathematics. Because I can't sit down and ponder about maths for ages. It just kind of comes when I need to use it. And this is where polymaths come in. So polymaths, they come in a large variety. So the most influential polymath was Leonardo da Vinci. He was an artist. He was an inventor. And he wrote in his notebook, which is now seen as by all means, a little bit outdated. He was way before his time. And this was because of his desire for knowledge. And so him, all the way back then, he knew that other people wasn't like him. And he basically called everyone else animalistic, which is being referred to today as the herd. 
So he himself knew he was a polymath. And he saw the values of which he contained to be the brightest source of material, the brightest substance of himself. The most value came into these hours which he spent into what other people see as wasted time because they don't understand. But so he claimed value in his mind and he saw other people claim value to their bodily presence, something they could hold in their hand, something that they could feel and relate to, something much easier something which doesn't take much thought. But the more he kind of went down the path of polymathy, he was making inventions and he only he only got brighter and he only did more and more until his fight one of his final you know inventions and one of his final works of art, because all this in his head, he wasn't getting them mixed up. This was just his knowledge, his, his value. He made the Mona Lisa. So after all his hard effort, he was able to do something which stands the test of time today, while he watched everyone else come to a standstill. He was saying these material things they're holding in their hands he's watching them and he's half expecting them to sniff it sorry for that that was horrible but he would half expect them to sniff it like an animal and this is where he came down to the conclusion that humans are actually animalistic for the most part. And the innovators, we're left to turn the gears in the world and we have a lot of responsibility, especially now the climate and the world is slowly on the decline. It's only gonna get quicker. So the polymaths of today are going to use their combined knowledge and they're going to try to spread the awareness because that's probably the most important thing. And they are going to show the figures and they're going to try and slow this process down. Hopefully, to the point where it reverses, but you know, unless things start picking up soon, we'll know. We'll know in a good few years whether there has been groundbreaking revolutionary achievements done by um, environmentalists. But 
Um, it's, it's, it's something which polymathy comes down to in its core. And polymathy is going to run the internet, hopefully, to a more advanced power than what the internet has now. Because the internet is the source of all polymaths at this day and age. Polymaths, let's take a trip down history. Polymaths started very, very wealthy. They didn't need to work. They came from wealthy families and they could do whatever they pleased. And a lot of the interest was in science. Because, you know, we are curious beings and we want to get to the bottom of things. So science was one of the main sources which people were able to talk about. And these were very intellectual people, people that would stand the test of time today with their knowledge. To a certain point, that is. And these wealthy individuals, they never really had many worries and they could change how the world works in their own time. And now taking um, taking us back to present days, polymorphy is on the rise. And I don't understand why more people don't know about polymorphy. Because we are, as the internet, you're watching this on the internet, we are here and we can do whatever we please. Basically. And if we were coming from the angle where we were using the internet for all of its resource, we could learn anything to the point of being satisfied with your result. We don't need to master it because we've got all the knowledge right there. Polymath taking us back all the way back when they needed to keep everything in their heads. And there was less topics to manage. And over years, they got to the point where, you know, Leonardo da Vinci was able to make the Mona Lisa. And this was a, 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 a slow progression. And bear in mind, we will be just as slow but we have so much resource that we can bring ourselves to believe and we can bring ourselves to act and with constant, you know, uploading to our resources, we'll be able to give great results. And over time and time and time, these results only get better. And so you can master multiple fields. You can read whatever you like. You can find the right books. We have everything at our fingertips. But yet, 
And this value, most people say, oh, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to be doing with, you know, three years worth of books? Because you've got to start small. And to be honest with you, it is more risk than reward. It's a lot easier to just go and mind your own business, doing a regular job. But there's a lot of importance behind coming up um, the, the, the future years ahead of us with the smartest, brightest mind we have on our shoulders. Because if you think about it, these decisions in life, these are going to define us. And if no one took the leap, they would never know what they could have done. So I believe we have a responsibility here to try to appreciate God's blessing, which is a free world. And we're allowed to learn whatever we want, for most of us on this earth anyway. And we should take it less for granted. By all means, this is a lifestyle and a lot of people might just want to be focusing on their relationship or they might want to be focusing on something less um, busy. But with polymaths on the rise, the jobs are going to be taken online and it's going to be very saturated markets with people, oh, this is what I've mastered. And then there's going to be the people who, you know, are reliable and they can get the job done. They're going to have experience and knowledge and they're going to understand a client more. And you're going to know who they're going to choose eventually. These polymaths can come in all shapes and sizes. You can have musicians, creative um, creative packages, you know, creative in all mediums. If they can work hand in hand with a client, they're not going to need anyone else. So these saturated markets are just going to become even more saturated. And so it's very important for people who have their, their skills to branch out branch them out and come to the point where we can say, I can put my hand up and I will take on um, any challenges in full knowledge of my capability. And I will do my best to understand because I've spent so long refining my my art that I can come wiser fresher and be able to work more efficiently on any given project at uh, one specific time so the busiest people 
will turn out to be the most important people. And if you want to be important, it's time to get busy. But yeah, this is the end of the podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed the polymath discussion. Maybe one day I'll come back and revisit this topic. I wasn't actually going to make a podcast today, so I'm sorry if I seemed a little bit slow here, but, you know, I've made some crucial points which I needed to make. And, yeah, I want to be more like Leonardo da Vinci. I think out of all the idols people shouldn't be worshipping, Leonardo da Vinci is one to stand the test of time. And if that isn't inspirational, there's no other way to put it. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If anyone is there, I will talk to you later. Peace.